Welcome to the Arctic Circle. It's your host, Peter Kim. And, and this is Unji Kim. Unji, you truly, it looks like we're interviewing, I'm interviewing an Inuit, like, a meteorologist or something. Yeah, you look like crazy a, right now. Like, on the street, I'm outside. Uh, this is, like, for those of you who have been with the Ajima show before all of this, I record in um, my garden in the basement, and this uh-huh. is, like, a different HVAC unit and it's always broken so there is no heat in this unit right now and you know if you're unfamiliar with the news it's been negative like five today it's kind of balmy it's five degrees but it's still like in here it's that's right minus (laughs) it's minus surrounded by like stone and bricks so this is it's uninsulated it's I this you're making me feel cold. I'm in Los Angeles. <laughs> it's 64 degrees, and I'm like, oh, oh. my nipples are hard. <laughs> There's been a, a bit Ooh, of a I breeze, could, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, chua. You know, like, but you're really making me feel ice cold. Anyway, welcome back to Two Kids <sighs> One Pod. We're gonna make this episode quick because you're freezing. <laughs> I could tell you're freezing. I'm like, cold. I'm wearing long. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not cold. It's like because I'm wearing long underwear. I'm wearing um, like I'm I'm dressed. I I knew I was coming yeah. down. I knew I was coming to podcast. I'm impressed. Yes. Yeah. I, I knew I was coming to podcast, so you know I wore my long underwear, and um, I'm ready. It's just she's used um, to it by now. We've been doing it for seven years. She got it now. She, you got it down. <laughs> I got it down. <laughs> Podcasting in the uh, in the in the eye of the storm of climate change. Here we are. Like what the fuck are we even doing? <laughs> All right. So, so, yeah, um, I know. I, I'm, I'm prepared. It's just my extremities are sort of like, you know, feeling it. Yeah. They look purple. So let's wrap <laughs> this up quick. And for anyone in the Midwest being blanketed <laughs> by this craziness, I, I'm so sorry. But I also heard a friend of mine uh, was supposed to go out to Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and then they shut down all the airports up there because it was crit negative 18 or whatever the fuck. Like, it, it's, it's, we're getting a huge swath i mean i feel so lucky to be here <laughs> i mean honestly like this is the I thing i mean I, i'm i'm i've been a a chicagoan most of my life right and for me there's a couple of days that are like this every year come on down to the great lakes this yeah. is where it's gonna be before <laughs> the coast fall into the sea Come join us yeah. in the middle of the country while the infrastructure <laughs> crumbles around us and we enjoy mild, moderate temperatures until like that's there's right. one week. Where it's like this. And you know what? Like you oh, put that's on some. Great. Yeah, I'm hardy. Get a park on. Come on down. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. I, I'll I'm meet hardy. you there one day. Once we get um, once our uh, coastline um, rapidly disappears through the uh, immense tsunamis. I'll see you over there. Come on in. The, the water's cold. And uh, <laughs> like, and and the weather's always like this for like a week or two. You put on your long underwear, you put on a brave face, you 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 yeah. uh, you stop being a pussy and you go out. I mean, it's it's are it's you go- fun. are you going outside? Uh yeah, I've been outside. Are people going know? to shows? Yes. Packed. I heard Tina Fey and Amy's show had under twenty percent because Where? of the weather in Portland. In Portland, Portland. yeah, because those those people. Yeah. They're not used They're to not it. Used to it. I was. Yeah. I Chicagoans. Sh- you put on your long underwear. You're going out to do five minutes. That's right. I don't <laughs> nutting up, and all these people are coming out. <laughs> Shows have been packed, sold out. Wow. Every Incredible. single comedy club Incredible. in the city. Laugh Factory last night, record lows. Forty people, fifty people in the audience. 
Tuesday show. Incredible. That's incredible. I, that's what I I'm saying. It. Sold out oh. at the Lodge this weekend. Sold out. Wow. Incredible. You're so lucky. Don't ever leave. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, like, I mean, All right. Um, yeah. We're gonna, we were going to – I was going to do um, a, a, a Patreon today as part of the episode, but we got to move on to tops and bottoms. <coughs> Let's go. Absolutely. Oh, God. All right. So my top, my top this week is that my – White family is in town. Ooh. Meaning Eric's brother, sister-in-law, uh-huh. and the two kids are in town. Oh, you so love these kids. Yeah, yeah. I love these kids, and they love me, and they really are, like, super good kids. Mm-hmm. You know how you talked about how my dog was such a good dog? Yes. And it made you want dogs? Yes. That's these kids. Wow. These kids make me want another dog. No, I'm <laughs> – these kids <laughs> – <laughs> are really like stellar children and i know like all kids are great whatever 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 but when kids sure. are actually like good uh-huh. like they did not they don't look at phones or screens they sit and engage in conversation i'm like what the hell is happening like they are not distracted they're not bored right they're sitting around noticing things in my house and asking questions I'm like, what? These kids are cool. Are so they? Like, are they? Are the parents like very anti-screen? They're like anti. They yeah, they're not on their phones. Okay. So wow. when the parents aren't on the phones, what do the they do? Children are like, why would we be on the? Phone? Are these like are these they vegans? Talk. They're vegans. What is it? What's going on? What's what's going on with their family? <laughs> Homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, but here's what. These kid, this girl, the the niece, yeah, just won a gymnastics. She just made it to state. Okay, she's. They're all like ahead of their class, as in reading. Sure, they're reading like three grades above their. You know, like these kids are going to places and reading placards, like nerds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, dweebs. I love these kids. Like they're, they're just smart and cool. And but wait, why are they? So what are the fa- what are their parents do? If the one of them is just staying home and teaching these kids, staying home teaching massage therapy, and the, the other, other one, one is- does logistics for trucks and some kind of like logistics types thing. And so they're yeah. like homesteaders. They're no, like trad- they're, he works a regular job. He just works a regular job, and she works from home. It's just like Midwest. Ass fuck. That's you know what I mean? Midwest like Midwest as fuck. This is not homeschooling. Do they grow grow their own gray? Do they own? They they grow their own grain? Are they vegan? Not vegan. We ate a lot of pork last night. So like the kids aren't like I I don't eat. They eat everything. Sure. They I took them to a Korean restaurant and yeah. they ate literally every type of pickle yeah every type of new thing like sure. they're like i want to try it uh-huh. i'd like to try that just really like i don't remember kids being like this like i i knew i grew up with a lot of kids who are picky very like i don't want to eat that oh that tastes weird this texture's odd like these kids are like me you know like yeah, yeah. very adventurous eaters they love to travel to learn they're like they want to learn about other um, cultures and things. Like, it's just like how old are they? 
10 and no, 9 and 7. Do they have other friends their age? Yeah, yeah, they have like a whole community of kids they hang out with. Of uh, other homeschooled. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, interesting. I mean, the whites this is the, this is what makes me think that the whites know something. You know what I mean? The number of white people that I know that are dropping their I kids did, out of public school and choosing to do this homeschooling, what do they know? I mean, truly, at first, I was like, are you crazy? They are. I met them. I met them when the before the younger kid was even born. Yeah. So I'm like, what are you talking about? And for me, jury's still out because maybe I don't want to do it. But this bitch is doing a good job. Of course. Like These kids are smart. Yeah. Um, they are empathetic. Mm-hmm. They are crafty, self-reliant. They're adventurous eaters. Like, it's just like... You're really putting a lot of good. priority on the adventure. <laughs> I mean, that eating. really says a lot. That says a lot about uh, how a child is reared. I think. I Okay, is, I agree. I agree, but I have an adventurous eater. My son eats everything and is not picky. Right. Isn't that so amazing? Yes. Isn't that but, an incredible thing? But I don't know if it's like... Do you know his friends that are picky eaters? I do. How awful is that? It's very annoying. To be around. It's very yes. annoying. This is what I'm talking about. I think the, but it's, I don't the know if adventurous it's the... eating alone. Do you think that's a personality thing or that's a weird This is thing? what I'm saying. I don't think it's as much uh, around weirdness. Because, you know, there's some people that are That's not a parental thing? Listen, here's why I think it is. Because my, the people in my family that are adventurous eaters were beaten into that. Okay? And this is a generational thing. I'm not saying it should happen now. Calm down, YouTube. I'm saying in our generation, whatever that translates to now... Like submitting your child to this, this type of saying. openness. But, but we openness. cannot be beaten. You can't beat. Not beat. Whatever beat is now. What I'm is now? Like, I'm not beating. Bribe? I think this, what my, are you doing? Bribing? No. No bribing. What do you mean? What you doing? Your, this is the food that you're eating. You're going to go hungry or you're going to eat this. Oh, so you're, 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 you're giving him, you're beating, you're giving him no choice. Yeah. This is oh, the that's food. the same thing. That's the same thing. But there are... Uh, see, this is going to be a j- tricky area because I also... No par- there's no right way to parent. That's as a, as a non-parent, I don't know what it means to parent. What I will say, as a non-parent that has to deal with your kids, mm-hmm. some of y'all are doing better than the others. That's all. I don't, know if, I don't know if it's rearing. That's so all I'm like, saying. I don't know if it's the rearing because some people, some kids are just, because Peter, I was a picky eater. I was a picky eater. My husband was a picky eater. And now we are, neither of us are. My son has never been a picky eater. I think some of it is just like, like were you just, allowed to be a picky eater? I mean, it's not like my mom gave me different things. I just didn't eat the thing that was in front of me. And I would get yelled See, that at. Wasn't, that was not a choice for me. I had to eat it. Yeah, no, I mean, like, sometimes I would be forced to eat it, sure, but I was not, I was a very picky You weren't eater. happy about it. Yes. So yeah. I just didn't eat stuff. I mean, like, it was always, like, a, a fight. And, like, because 
Nova Malasa, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like, mm. um, and what what was the pickiness? I like don't you know. didn't like the taste, the texture. Yeah, because you know, or you I like what now, you like. You know, I realize this now, but I am a, like sort of allergic to some stuff. Like you know, persimmons. Well, that's and, different. That's different, of course. No, sure, but in sure. my mind, it's a like bad reaction. But no, but I didn't realize. I just thought that that was just like how it tasted. It never occurred to me that I was allergic. So I just didn't oh, like it. Oh, interesting. Like a cilantro situation? Yes. I just like, oh, it just tastes Cilantro bad. soap situation? And I'll just eat it. And it's like, oh, that's what it tastes like. It gives me like a hairy tongue. Okay. That's un- that's unfair. If it's like an actual thing that's happening, then I understand why you don't want to put it in your mouth. Like but a cilantro I still would thing. eat it. I, understand I still that. would eat it. Yeah. I wouldn't expect a cilantro soap kid to be like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, I- that's not what I'm saying. I'm s- what I'm saying is there are kids who just won't eat things and just won't like... Because I don't want to or like I only like cheese and whatever, you know, like there's a lot of kids that are being given the privilege to choose their food. Do you think immigrant kids are like this? Because it's the thing. I thought that no immigrant kids would be like this, but I have since met immigrant kids that are like that. Very picky. Picky, picky eaters. Yes. I can't stand picky eaters. Me either. It's a, it's a huge turnoff for me. True. It really is. Both of our and, white men again, are very good eaters. Both of our white men are very good eaters. Oh, thank not picky God. Eaters. Yeah. Thank God, right? Adventurous eaters. Yes. Like that's, but I couldn't be with someone otherwise. There's no way. No, no there way. There is no way. There's no way. So anyway, this goes back to like, I guess my problem with hanging out with some kids is that they are picky eaters. They're not adventurous. So I have to be compromising sure in that way but with these kids we're on the same page baby we eat the same thing we like the same thing we're talking about the same things this kid asked me he yesterday the seven-year-old was like why are you asking me all these questions and i was like because i'm interested in your life and he was like oh man i was like what he's like okay i'll ask you a few questions too then and i'm like what the hell this is what an interesting response that is. Yeah. You know, like, I've just, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I'm just a fan of these kids. And these kids really make me want to have a kid like this. Of course. That I could just clown around with. Like, it's like having a best friend. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Anyway, I know I'm preaching to the choir because you love your kid. But, no, I, but I'm just I, like. I, 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 but I also have a child that is. As an only sort of like because of the attention, Sunkyuk, mm. like his mm. um, eating stuff, like it's he's still it a matches very much, your yes, life a little style. bit. But our my youngest, my daughter, no. I mean, she just took her first steps. Give her a second. But Sunkyuk, give her a brief Sunkyuk, second. I can already tell her Sunkyuk is very different. Really? Yeah. Like stubborn. Stubborn, not embarrassed. Like when Saul was this age, we would be like, you know, or like whatever, uh, and he would immediately feel shame. This uh, bitch feels no shame. Uh-oh. You're like, no. And she's like, again. Yeah, let's see. Sunkyuk, <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, there's wow. like shit that's like. She's pushing. She's pushing. Um, She doesn't like to eat some stuff. Like, my son always ate Uh whatever was in front of him. This bitch is very particular. So we'll see how much this this rearing, how much this matters. 
You know, you know what I mean? Also, you might give in more to her, A, because she's a girl and she's beautiful and cute. And <laughs> No. B. I'm never telling my daughter she's you're beautiful. You're tired. I am tired, yeah. You're tired. You're yeah. not as young and spry as you were when you were hanging out with Saul when he was a kid. Like, you might just be. That's why the younger kids get spoiled like this. Yeah. Because the, the parents get fucking tired. What they just say, whatever, I give up. But you know, like, you know that there's like a Korean saying about there's like, um, you like you have a hot hand, you know, like, like, th- 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 when you s- get slapped or like when you slap uh-huh. people, like, you know, like you have a hot uh-huh. hand, like uh-huh. there's, like, I just feel like I used to have a very hot hand and with age it's become very cool. Like I don't have the same fire or spark or like, no. you know, it's, I'm not leaping to shit in the same way that I used to. You can't, honey, no, the joints won't allow. <laughs> <laughs> The reflex time the hip, is just, the, just a little. The hip dysplasia alone. <laughs> All right, like my response. Anyway, time. so that that, that that's the that's been my top. What's your top this week? My top, oh man. I mean, honestly, like I, I've been doing a lot of time with my children in the last like month because of like the winter break, and then because of Martin Luther King, and then there was a snow day yesterday. I'm doing a lot of time oh, with my children. Fun. That's so, I love snow day. I miss snow days. Yes. Aww. And I will say that my son is very much a, a regular boy and very much a regular like kid. But having um, spent a little more time with him, you know, like you were saying that moment where he was like, why are you asking me so many questions? Like uh-huh. the this is one of the joys of being a parent is that the sort of that experience you just had where you watch mm. someone come online figure something yes, out yes in fits and yeah. bursts and yes, yes. and like you see that I know I love seeing that cuz you watch my them nephews you watch them get you watch them literally place shit into context in real time mm-hmm. like it's like yeah. oh I was <clears throat> I'm just experiencing this thing I'm a child blah 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 and then they'll like something will catch them about something about the experience will like like if you think about your like a like a sweater getting caught on a fence, you know, mm-hmm. like something about it like catches yeah. it, and then <laughs> and then they place all of the experience into context, and you watch them download and synthesize in real time. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, it's so cool. It is because like at least with my son and him understanding dynamics, like mm. getting some emotional intelligence. And like reading mm. my husband for like um, not being forthcoming. Like <clears throat> my husband loves to uh, say, I'm fine. I'm actually fine. Oh, Even okay. though he's clearly yeah. not like, you know, one of these. Uh-huh. Avoidant. Uh, avoidant. Avoidant or like, you know, it's just it's like you're coming down in a huff like this. What's wrong? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honey, you just shook your hips around. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to scowl. What's wrong? Nothing. And my son, exactly. We're all like, and my son and I usually at this point, I've noticed this recently, right? So we kind of look at each other and like share a look. Uh-huh. And this time my son just like straight up looked at my husband and was like, then why are you acting like that? <laughs> <laughs> and he, the words that you can't say. He's like, he's, like, he's your mouthpiece. He's like, why are you acting like that? You're clearly frustrated, upset, upset, 
and he's using the words we use with him, right? He's like, and my son looks at my yeah. husband and goes, maybe you should take a deep breath. <laughs> How is Max responding to this? I mean, it was just like, is he, like is he laughing or is he so embarrassed? He's so embarrassed, right? And he's like, and that's it's hilarious. Anno- he's annoying to him, but it's like you know, he's kind of said these things before, but like watching him digest like thing. the thing and the dynamic and what happens and like him kind of sp- and then reuse it and also the fact that he spoke up for because the thing is he was speaking up for himself in that instance because usually we just all kind of like endure what that what happens right we're just what like, that is what that uh-huh. is and like him being pissed right. and like what's wrong nothing and then just sort of we all kind of like are enduring it but in that moment he advocated for himself. Uh-huh. Right? He cuz he's like and, and the family union. Absolutely. Cuz he was like me and mom can roll our eyes any further back into our skulls, honey, because it's gone around twice. And <laughs> so we need to let this man know that he's stanking up the attitude. The the atmosphere is stank. Take a deep breath. The- honey, take a deep breath. So like it's it was just like this sort of thing like it was a hundred percent. That is so funny. And that's like that's the shit where like you hope as a parent there's like a million of these right in a day where you just watch him like put into practice and execute what you have bestowed. Yes. Yeah. Like it's it's wild to watch. Cause there's like a moment where we're it's like programming, like it's like being a like a software engineer. Like you're programming something to do something. Yes. And then you're seeing the program run. And genetics, maybe that some there are some bugs that cannot that's be. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, that's there's been a lot of that lately. I will say, like you know, typically I'm uh, I have a lot of difficulty with this type of time and. Um, you know, I'm like a pretty detached parent, I would say. <clears throat> I'm very involved, but like I'm pretty detached. And all this time, um, I don't know. It's been fun and it's like it's cool to see um, and watching your like the, the parenting that you've done and the groundwork for it kind of play out. Pay, pay off. Pay off. Not, I mean, sometimes yeah. it's like, sometimes it's not paying out. It's, sometimes it's not. Sometimes you'll watch it and be like, ooh, that was a mistake. And like you kind of watch it spiral out. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But all of it is like very much, I, I think this is the part where you're like, that's why with the second, I'm. it's different because like I'm seeing it in real time the program, so to speak, like run. Mm-hmm. And so it makes the me realize that the programming is that much more important that you ought to be more intentional yes because there's part of it with parenting that you feel like shit is inevitable or like really overwhelming and you're like well and there is a hundred percent there's just some shit that you can't help they're just gonna be who they're gonna be i mean there's nowhere there's no world in which no matter what kind of parenting we had peter that yeah we wouldn't have been smart asses that we wouldn't have been sort of gotcha like you know what i mean there's there's just some shit that's baked in no, for sure. There, there are personalities are personalities. Yes, for sure, and that's like holy kind of. I know what you mean. Like these, my nephews and nieces to go back to them. Like they were these kids early, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. You're just trying to, like, hopefully imbue a little positive sass. Like, why are you acting like that? <laughs> <laughs> then why are you acting like that? Your words and your actions don't match up. Honey, take a breath. <laughs> this is what we're... <laughs> I'm a fan. I am a fan. <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on to my bottom of the week. I um, I did get into a car accident. Oh, my God. Peter. I'm okay. The other person's okay. It was fortunately not bad of an accident. It was... We were like... Um, going off the exit the guy in front of him stopped short i was distracted i bumped into him okay california's at fault state so it is my fault so anyway I, the accident itself is shitty because the cars in the lot the cars in the shop and my partner takes the other car to work to school so like i'm homebound now and that's a crazy feeling to be in los angeles yes you're trapped. There is nowhere to go. You're it is trapped. Tra- I'm trapped. There's I feel not even like sidewalks where you live. No sidewalks. Loose dogs running around. Roosters. Like I, I mean, am you're in close. The jungle. Yes, you're close. I'm in the jungle. You're, you're closest to like the free. You could be like one of those people that are walking along the highway. I have to be now. <laughs> That's the only way I can go anywhere. <laughs> and this is how why you see. We live like this. There's no way around. But anyway, so it's been a few days and I'm going crazy. But I was thinking about the moment I, I got into that accident, we had to like stop in the shoulder, in the right shoulder, and like exchange whatever, like car insurance sure. information. Of et course, yeah. Is this the but first before that happens? Wait, th- is this the first accident you've ever been in uh, in LA? Yes. Okay. Which is crazy for six years in LA, seven yeah. years in LA. Like, yeah. And it, it was a minor fender, like yes. truly not much to, to, to get done. A blinker got shot out, but whatever. Like it's, it's an easy fix, but thank God. But I was sitting there and in the shoulder and all these people are like zooming by. Sure. And they're staring at me mm-hmm. and they, it's clear that I hit him. Yes. <clears throat> and they're all looking into because we all do this. They're all looking into my window and making sure I look exactly like what they thought I was going to look like. <laughs> Did you have a ponytail? Because <laughs> then they thought you were a lady. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be an Asian woman. No, I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, the Asian thing is real. And my face was burning red. Of course. Because I'm like, I can't believe this. Like, I'm an Asian man. Not just an Asian man. A gay Asian man. Mm -hmm. A bottom. You know, like, getting into (laughs) a causing accident. Well, Peter, you have to stop screaming that at people as they drive by. (laughs) I'm a bottom. I'm sorry. I'm a bottom. (laughs) Their stereotypes are hurtful. And I, yeah, exactly. But... I wish there was a way I could like write a sign or something like if there was like in every car, if every car came with like a big like sign that's explain the accident. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like so that when people are rubbernecking, they know like 
I was making a TikTok or whatever, you know, like it's like You want they, them to know that? <laughs> like, yeah, it's not because I'm Asian. <laughs> that you want them to know that you're just being regular irresponsible, not <laughs> yeah, because of your not age. racially motivated. <laughs> I mean, truly. Let I me just tell like you. I wanted to be able to explain, like, because I was looking at TikTok when I so bumped into him. I see. So what you want to say is like, not looking at TikTok. I was checking my TikTok. Okay, so you were like, <laughs> which is not better. That's horrible. It'd be better if you held up a sign that's like, I was drunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it'd be way better. I'm I'm actually wasted, and this is. <laughs> You all just move it along. You know what drunk driving is. Keep it pushing. I, it was so fucking embarrassing. And like, I, I hadn't been in that kind of situation in a long time. So like, I, I really did have to like put my head down. And, and then there was a point where like, I have to get out of the car and exchange the information. So everyone's watching us exchange information. Yeah. You know? And the guy I hit was a Mexican guy in a BMW. So like, <laughs> there was a moment where <laughs> I was like, hey, so like, is this your information? Can I take a picture? And I like changed positions so that it looked like I was driving the BMW <laughs> and he was <laughs> my car. <laughs> this is how much shame yeah, I'm carrying around. I mean, let me tell you something. That I have to be like. Peter, let me tell you something. As a woman, that an Asian woman who is a bad driver. I, not only that, but I've been in a ton of accidents and every accident I've ever been in. A lot. A lot of accidents. Your fault. All of them are my fault. I have never been in an accident that is not my fault, like insurance wise. And I would say I've been in your car, I believe it. <laughs> it's so rumpled. My car is so <laughs> rumpled. But like I it's like, where'd that garage come from? But um, I would say that, like, there's a part of his, you know, that sort of shame is, like, you know, fuck, fuck. Like, it is, you truly are actually transgressing stereotypes. Because that's right. You're not a bad driver. How so? You're not a bad driver. Uh, you're just irresponsible. Uh, but how do they know that? They don't know that as I am, as they are passing me by. While I'm on the shoulder, everyone's narrative is, ugh, how is he gonna? How is he gonna be able to see with those eyes? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> driving around squinting, like. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's the narrative in their heads. Like, how do I subvert that and let them know that I'm just a fucking idiot? You know, this is like this is where I think. The sort of on the the boots on the ground sort of stuff that as Asian Americans we can do is get out there, um, become more fast, more furious, and we have to <laughs> and more Tokyo drift, more Tokyo drift, and show, you know, and like kind of like uh, transgress these expectations. I mean, but truly, like it's I don't know, you know, how else we do that outside of like because think about all of, of being the, extra good. Yeah, but also at it. But but in most urban areas, all of the people that do drag race racing and stuff like that are like are Asian. You know what I mean? Like I I never yeah. I didn't know that Honda Accords didn't come with a spoiler until I was twenty one. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're like this is the basic package. <laughs> at one point, my car's gonna lift off and fly. <laughs> 
right? Like, you know, who's going to be the ludicrous that goes to the sky and uh, <laughs> goes to space? Oh, my God. Speaking of ludicrous, I know this is like going off topic, but did you see the Cat Williams interview? I'm so glad we're going to talk about it. Okay, so my bottom here, before we move on, in my bottom is truly uh-huh. like how much time I spent uh, researching Alex Earl and Zandra's friendship split. I did a deep deep dive into this on TikTok. And there's a lot of times where I'm ashamed of my behavior. Like, you know, Peter with this, uh, you know, uh, fulfilling every single stereotype about Asian (laughs) gay bottoms. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) With ponytails. With ponytails. Who are obsessed with their own TikTok. Classic. Uh, (laughs) Their own TikTok analytics. (laughs) Classic. Less irresponsible. <laughs> if I'm not just watching my videos over and over again. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I'm I uh, I was I was I'm ashamed of my own behavior as a 40 year old lady. I don't know who has no business being in these white girls' business as much as I am, but. My for you page is so Cat Williams Ford right now. We must talk about it. Oh my it. god, we must. we must talk about it. Okay, let's get into it because not only did I watch the episode on YouTube, yes, I went back and listened to it in parts in audio because I'm psychotic and I'm just like going through it now. Yes. Okay. First and foremost, the way he came for every black man in comedy may I one day do this to the Asian like I just want to be the truth teller the light bringer the person's like like you know the like the grizzled detective that brings the light down onto like this the suspect yeah 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 I it was so yummy for those of you who haven't watched please pause this and go listen slash watch the clips or whatever on youtube he he got on shannon sharp's um club shay shay podcast club shay shay no one knew he had a podcast until cat williams did oh absolutely not peter i've been a club shay shay fan for many many episodes the the podcast between uh shannon sharp and ocho cinco are is maybe one of the funniest things that are currently on the internet rivals really? uh Trixie and Ka- yes very funny oh. very funny. I've never well I'm just speaking for myself I've never heard of it until Cat Williams and I probably won't go back and listen to see anything but the way Cat Williams stood there and pretty much ran the episode there were moments where Club Shay Sh- I mean not Club Shay Shay Shannon Sharp was saying absolutely nothing yes. he was like oh Oh, come on. No. No, come on. Oh, cat. No. Why you got to say that? Like, that's all you heard from cat. Like, it was just cat going the fuck off. Yes. And cat, now cat Williams has been a, a comedian, a gr- amazing comedian for a long time. But I, I and I had heard that he was very generous and he was this kindest person on the road. Like you hear from like black comics talking about that, but I didn't realize that he was so soulful and smart. And the stuff that he was saying outside of the tea, the the gossip was just so 
introspective yes and beautiful a- absolutely you know? a- about his like uh, role as a black father raising children yes absolutely Being a nurturer yes. and yeah. yeah and like even at the point where he's like talking about um athletes going up into strip clubs and tricking these ladies and blah blah and sh- and, sh- and he looked at shannon sharp and he was like y'all are the problem yeah. y'all are part of the problem and shines was like Ah, ah, oh, oh, come on! But I mean, Cat Cat also very famously Cat <laughs> also very famously has made several like of these. Uh, I mean, because you know, I'm very interested and uh, deeply embedded in thought, T H O T culture, culture, and uh, ho culture, and very specifically Instagram mm-hmm. baddie culture. And Cat Williams is sort of famously like someone that brings home the hoe. And like he and releases, turns, yes. yes. And he turns and he, and he makes her his wife, like the like long term girlfriend. Yep. Treats her very well, and then at whatever point turns them loose, like etc. No, never, nearly a bad word. Whole rehabilitation. Yes, and and then he lets them, yeah. and then you know, there's never any um, beef. There's never like it's it's very um, Lil Wayne and. Uh, Superhead, like there are certain sort of like uh, relationships and um, like men in the in that sort of world that have very good reputations. Lil Lil Wayne is one of them. Uh, Cat Williams is another. Uh, Yes, he's he's kind of famous for this, and also even his. uh, Go go for it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mostly, like all of that stuff, like. You know, he you can tell because he talks about his upbringing in the church and, it, you know, he was so fascinated with Christianity and the Bible, etc. And how he has kind of like a preacher's cadence, you know, the way he repeats his things over and over again. Oh, yes. Like I mean, the, anybody who's watched his specials, this is very much rooted in that. But a lot of black comedy yes. is, you know, he. Yes, yes. Absolutely. absolutely. Like it's rooted but, in that. Chris Rock but is like he that. Speci- Chris Rock, yeah, all of, like a lot of the cadences are taken from church, but Cats, the way he, he's not really fucking around with like just the cadence. Like he's obsessed with being Christ-like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he has like a thing about like giving. The, his thing about karma and why he um, anonymously gives money to comics. Yes. Do you know about this? Yes. I was flabbergasted and how he, and I've like lo- looked into why he does it. And he's like, it's, I'm not being a good person. Like I really do believe the mathematics of karma and like there are taxes you just have to pay, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's the whole thing too. Like I bet why he like <laughs> rehabs hose is like, this is, will bring good female energy back into my life. You know, that I am doing this for women, that women will in turn help me and make my life better. And it's just like a really, it's interesting the way he took his like super Christian upbringing and like has like turned it into his own like philosophy mm-hmm. in life. And specifically in comedy, which he looks at as like a sport and very competitively and he he's looking at like he, the the most interesting thing he said in that interview was how when he was starting out 
he wrote he wrote down every comic that was better than him mm-hmm. and he watched all their shows and the only way he was going to be better than them was by having more laughs than them mm-hmm. so he went and counted every laugh in every minute and made sure that if he got more double than this person he knew he was objectively better than them and i was like this is really speaking to me <laughs> <laughs> well i mean he's biblical about it he's biblical about yes. wrath about fortune about what you are owed and what is owed to you right like all of it is very um just and it must be rooted in some, you know, and I think the chaos of the real world and show business can oftentimes to him feel, for that reason, incredibly chaotic, right? Because mm-hmm. with the in- industry plants of it all, because he mm-hmm. recognizes hustle. He recognizes grinding it out in the clubs. He understands what it is to just put in the goddamn sweat, blood, sweat, and tears. The work. The work. And if, but not yeah. just work that is like unquantifiable, like literally quantifiable work. Yes. And I had that's that really rang true to me because I'm like, that's the only way you can really judge comic to comic to comic to comic. It's not the only you know way, I mean? Peter. It's not the only way, but it is one way. Only like, well, how how else do you do it objectively? About Everything laughs? else is subjective. No, 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 about, about their, co- like, comedian versus comedian. Like, because it's so subjective of I like them or you don't like them. Yeah. Like, there's no real way to judge two comedians next to each other minus laughs. But what's because the audience? Because that's an empirical data. But what's the audience? Like, that's what I mean. Like, it, it's... Sh- what do you mean, what's the audience? Like, who is the audience? Do you think that, like, sometimes that there are some audiences that might respond better to X versus Y? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's just one way of doing it. Like, I think... How, how, give me another way. Like, it's just not... Because let's say if it's not... Consi- I, I, I will say this. I understand why he's doing this. It is also, um, like, I don't know. I guess in my mind, I like to break it down so scientifically um, feels like there may be something lost in that sauce if that's how you walk away from it with. And I think that's just one way of approaching comedy. Is all I'm saying. Like, I, I don't say it's wrong. No, 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 no. Just, I'm not saying one, that's yeah. the only way to do yeah. comedy. But if you're if you're thinking of comedy as your sport. Yes. And you're trying to get better than the other person. Yes. How do you do that minus laughs? You can't. I mean, that's that is that's the, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Like yeah. that. That's that's where he's putting the work into it as like an empirical thing, not like. Steve Harvey's funny. I'm funny. We're both funny. Like, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, I do this many specials, this many tours, this many cities, this many laughs per joke per minute. Mm -hmm. And in this field, Steve Harvey has this many. 
So I can not, say not that I'm a on, better not, comic. Not available on Netflix or Tubi. Or Tubi. This is no, no. That's Cedric. That's Cedric. No, no. He's talking about Cedric. Okay. Yes. 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 He talked about Cedric's. Cedric's. He has four specials that are so bad. Not available. They're not available on Netflix, on Netflix or Tubi. Or Tubi. This is the way he said that. Or he didn't have to say or Tubi. He could just have said Netflix or <laughs> and Tubi. made the same point. Bitch had to say Tubi. He said not even Fubo has it. Okay. I mean, you know, that's going to be the name of my special. Not available on Netflix or Tubi. Or Tubi. (laughs) The stuff he said about Joe Rogan. I mean, no one's saying that stuff. No one has the balls to be like, fuck Joe Rogan and his comedians he puts on that are not funny. Like it's and that and again, that's his point of view. But who else in the comedy world is brave enough to say something like that? Even someone who doesn't need to lose much or whatever. You know, like, they just don't want to fuck around with a hundred millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, that's what he's trying to say is that that's he's saying, like, all of you are lining up to be minted in. And I'm clearly not going to get minted in. So I get to say whatever the fuck I want. Because Kat's always been free. And he gets... He, he will never not be he, free. He's always free. And he gets... He's anti-establishment. Yes. And he's also... I mean, the beef with him and Kevin Hart has been long-standing. The Incredible. Bre- the Breakfast Club stuff where Kevin goes in on Kat and with Tiffany next to him. Have you ever seen that? It's like where he goes... Yes. He, yes. So, you know, this is like part of it is also... Cat is cat. Cat is free. Cat has nothing to lose. Um, and really, like, very little to gain. Like, he just tours. Like, he's a big I mean. fucking act. He doesn't need to do this. His own personal life philosophy, I will say, you know, it sort of... He doesn't have that much money. No. He And he talks about that. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. He has enough. And that's the... That's what he's saying. And that's he some, has enough. And that's the thing. This is something that doesn't exist in late stage capitalism and in our culture. The idea of enough. Of being full. Of being full. Pushing away from the being table. Being satiated. Being full. Pushing away from the table and saying, you know what? I don't, I'm going to save room for dessert. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm full. Self-control. Yes. We don't have it. But I mean, but. This, and it was so, it's so refreshing to hear him say that. A, a man in comedy that every comedian respects sure that doesn't bow to the the gatekeeping in fact the gates have told him don't come around here the illuminati thing about him versus ludicrous ah! hilarious <laughs> And then if you get in, you'll get a weird face, um, oh, uh, <laughs> um, light-skinned, light-skinned woman, woman who won't ever do an interview. <laughs> and then if you see all the YouTube stage, like true. show the it's montage true. of all of them. I mean, and none of them we know the name of. Absolutely not. I can't tell you who Eddie Murphy's married to. Kevin Hart. No. That, oh, Kevin. Yeah. I know Kevin's now. Uh, she's like half Asian. And then Eddie's, I, you know, at, Post scary, I don't know anyone, but um, yeah, like anyway, it's it's just so funny, and of course he's being hyperbolic in so much of it. 
And that's what he is. He's he's a comic. He's gonna be fucking stupid about it. Ex- exactly. He's being stupid about it. He's kernel. like, but and it's like, and it's it's the way that he's kind of like, even this and like, and this is what's funny is like, I don't know if you noticed during the interview how often he was rubbing his hands over it because yes. he's if you look, he's maintaining the rhythm mm-hmm. instead of. Po- tapping his feet that's what's keeping time is this him doing this and he like kept the rhythm kept the cadence kept the rhythm of what he was saying and it like it must be something that helps him also yeah yes he's thinking because shannon not the sharpest okay (laughs) schooling the shed he's he's been a football player for a long time come on yeah I'm not saying he has CTE, but he's acting like it. Yes. Now, Cat yes, yes. is running circles around Shannon, so much so that he is able to write his own setups to his jokes. Yes. And I think that's what he's doing. Well, that's what you're saying is right. Like he's he's like three to four steps ahead of Shannon. So while Shannon's and I don't know if you heard this, but like the way he interviews, let's say the question is, why do you like? the color black mm-hmm. the way shannon asked the question is so cat what tell me about this color black like why do you love it so much because <laughs> you really say you love it so much and you know we all know about how much you love it but to, for the audience like what is about the color black that you love so much cat like what what is what tell us what what, what what's the black about we are so he, all he born, takes forever to get to the fucking question so he's sitting there going, and, and Kat's like, bitch, "We were all when, born in once darkness." Once you stop, yes. Once we are all born into darkness, and so this is when you and think we will, about it. We're we all will living also in the dark, be, yeah. <laughs> and then we're not. And we will alive. once return to the dark. <laughs> <laughs> so let there be light. You know, and they're just like, <laughs> and I'll, yeah, and it's like it's. To me, I think that, you know, if you've ever seen, Cat, if you've never watched Cat Williams, uh, any of his specials, I highly encourage you to do that. Oh it is truly God. like it's listening so to good. music. It's so deeply it really funny. Is. I mean, you know, I watch. I've been listening the- into the car. I've been listening in the car. And it's so crazy because in my car, like the other day, I was listening to his album. I guess it was on shuffle for some reason. Yeah. So it was off. Uh-huh. Um, in, not in order. Oh, so it's like two yeah, to yeah, three yeah, yeah. minute bits. Yeah. and the amount of times he pounds the phrase in this one, "Life is too short, have some motherfucking fun." Yes, it is. It that's the preacher in him. It's like he's delivering a thesis, and he's saying, "This is proof why this thesis is right. This is another reason why thesis is right." He's like again going back to writing essays till we die like he is doing a five-part essay and giving us a conclusion a callback and then it's an act out and, and, we're and, not, and, not, and now we're dying and also giving us a good time having the punchline first and foremost first, first and foremost first and foremost like if you're doing it in the club if he's doing it in a theater if he's doing it in an arena he is giving you the punchline Buffoonery. one of the funniest things cat williams has ever done is not even saying anything he sets up this joke about how um people are crazy people are acting nuts these days like you did you hear about this kid who got eaten by a tiger and then we all got like upset by the tiger do you know this bit Uh and then he's and then he sets up this whole thing about this tiger not being like a zoo ass bitch ass punk ass tiger this is a real tiger from africa yeah 
you know one of those motherfuckers that'll eat a giraffe without even before it's dead and he jumps on the stool and starts eating the stool <laughs> as the lion and he's wrapped his tiny legs and yes. arms around the stool as the lion eating this fake giraffe and it goes on for so long and I'm like and people are fucking dying mm-hmm. because he's not only set up this payoff but like he understands his five foot five ass wearing this blingy ass shit with his beautiful luxurious hair is going to look so dumb and goofy trying to act like this. I mean, I, it was just, it's just mastery. It's showmanship inside it's, of that space. It's just, there's no one doing it at that level that masterfully with total control over it. But you know, I, I much yes. like depth. Absolutely. I mean, this, I think some of it is like with him being an outsider, there's a part of him that's so fundamentally outside of the mainstream for sure, but also that is much more like a callback to like a throwback to like a different era of comedy where it was like truly like just like road dogs, like people that made a ton of money, like Ron White was like that, Kathleen Madigan, like people that was not in the mainstream culture, Big theater acts. Bill Engvall. A- absolutely. Yeah. Like just people, big theater acts that just brought it. And every year when they came through town, the people would bring another we're person. out. Bring yeah. another person. You're going to love this girl. You're going to love this yeah. guy. He's so funny. And it didn't need to be other social media shit. It didn't need to be the sort of like relevancy that was required of you. It was just, he's good. And every year he comes back with new shit. And- yes. And people are coming out to see him and bringing a friend, buying some popcorn, doing Having well for the theater drinks, arena, getting whatever the, ba- the fuck, babysitter, so the arena's and you know, getting back. Absolutely. And that's that's, that's how, it. and that's like a part of it. We don't have a lot of that anymore. I mean, that's, now I, that's. The other side is Matt Reif. This is what I'm saying. And I think that's what is so refreshing about it is because he's kind of like, I don't fucking care. He's also old enough. He's literally never made a post about his show. That's what he told Shannon. Like, I don't do marketing. And I'm not trying to be, like, conceited about it. I don't do it. I don't have to go out and be like, come on to my show, please. I don't do radio shows. I don't do none of this shit because people know who the fuck I am. And if you see my name, you're coming to the show. Because you know it's a good time. You know it's a good time. Hello. I don't need to convince you. That's, I mean, it really was empowering to watch that entire three and a half hours (laughs) I mean, it's um, it's 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 wild. I mean, it's really also it's a masterclass. It's the best stand-up you're going to watch this year. It really Thank is. You. Thank like, you. I'm sorry. You really a mas- are. A masterclass in roasting, a masterclass in <sighs> toasting, right? Because he brings the people reads. to- The reads. The reads. Because he's roasting, but he's also toasting. Like, he's bringing people up. He's calling people out. He's like, he is doing all of it. And it's also, what's crazier is that he's doing it, and Shannon- is just like being along for the ride. Oh, he's being Jenny dragged. Was getting stomped on. Yeah, he's being dragged real. underneath was, the underneath the car, he and he had no idea what that time, what show it was, where he was, what time it was. <laughs> it was but, it was embarrassing. I mean, I, I will. I, I but I mean, if you've ever watched Cat in any sort of interview, I feel like that's pretty par for the course. Like any uh, ra- breakfast club, he's. He's he's the star. Yes, and he's yeah. he's rolling over people because there is like the rhythmic thing to it. And so if you don't, yes, if you're not drumming on beat, you're out of the band. You're getting it. You are. Yes. 
<laughs> like, yeah, you invite Cat for a reason. You don't invite Cat so that you look funny. Mm-mm. You invite Cat so that your show gets elevated. And that's he knows that's his job. That's such a fucking po- That's what I'm bringing into 2024 is that kind of energy because it, truly like it's so hard for us out here to do comedy mm-hmm. without everything else being involved i.e. sosh and may my work speak for itself hallelujah amen amen godspeed we'll see you next week we'll see you next week (laughs) (laughs) bye